Oh, yeah. It's that time for, it's that time for summer, summer, summer time. Psych. Here it is. It's the podcast, the Tap Rack Bang podcast. Welcome back, pro-gun bullies and pro-gun patriots and all you gun lovers and freedom fighters out there. I'm your host, Ryan Frazier. With me, as always, is the tactical tacker... Tactical tackle, Tyler Witzke. Nice. <laughs> Welcome to the program, Tyler. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Ryan? I'm balling out of control. We want to remind everyone out there, if you like guns and don't like commies, hit the like and subscribe and smash the bejesus out of that Liberty Bell that's up there on the YouTube channel. Um, and share it with your pro-gun friends. Spread the word. There's a new podcast in town, and we're taking over. Like Conor McGregor says, we're not here to take part. We're here to take over. We're not here just to take part. We're here to take over. Watch out at other gun channels. Um, and last week we had a comment challenge. Martin Riggs from Lethal Weapon. John McClain from Die Hard. Who you want having your back? Clearly the overwhelming victor was Martin Riggs. Wrong. Dude likes to fight. Dude Wrong. gets it done. Dude's a little bit crazy. Wrong. Tyler hasn't even seen the movie because he's a nerd and he's a Gen Zer. I got an F. On, I got an F on my homework. He now. got an F on his homework. He didn't watch Lethal Weapon. He's no. seen Die Hard, so he has. He's in no position to talk. But that's all well and good. Um, Martin Riggs wins, huh? McLean got more likes. Yeah, McLean got more likes. The challenge wasn't likes. The challenge was comments. Riggs wins. But, I'm declaring a victor. I'm the host of the show. But more people Riggs agreed wins. that McLean. People agreed that McLean. Um, Riggs wins. Challenge number two in the comments section. Better gun guy movie, better movie overall, Tombstone, or The Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. This one's going to start some fights. Tyler, do you have a ruling? I like Tombstone. Good, The Bad, and The Ugly. You suck again. I'm your huckleberry. Okay. Um, Consistently wrong at everything ever. Tombstone rules. Tombstone rules. Good, The Bad, and The Ugly is... Is, is a classic. I walked out to the ecstasy of gold at my own GD wedding. It's Fair better. Enough. It wins. So you're biased. Moving on. I am biased. <laughs> Moving on. Ding dong. The Wicked Witch of the West is not dead, but we at least took her broomstick away from her. Liz Cheney is kicked out of her leadership position in the House of Representatives. I'm melting, melting. Oh. Tyler, what do you got to say about that? Yeah, Liz Cheney uh, ultimately was kicked out of her leadership position. Not only, Nerd. not only for voting to impeach Trump, but also her vote in the Fix Nix fight back in 2017, 2018. Yeah, it doesn't matter what she was voted out for, but she's been a weak kneed Republican kissing up to the gun grabbers for years upon years, voting for Fix Nix, and also firing some cheap shots at the most pro-gun representative in all of Congress, Thomas Massey of Kentucky. Representative Massey, if you're watching, we salute you. We love you. God bless you for what you've done for gun rights. And um, Liz Cheney, if you're watching, which I know you are, if you're looking for sympathy over losing losing your leadership position, if you want sympathy, you can find it in the dictionary right between shit and syphilis. Um of course, the war is not over. We're not going to stop until Liz Cheney is unemployed and no longer 
haunting the halls of the U.S. Capitol building. Good riddance. Moving on. Liz Cheney, we're done with you, Tyler. Tell me about Texas. All right. So we touched on Texas last week. And we're basically in the same situation as we were one week ago. No movement as of today. We're recording this probably a little before you're watching it. So hopefully... As you're watching it, some new developments have occurred, but we're waiting on constitutional carry to be agreed on between the House and the Senate. They've both passed bills. There's some weird amendments and a bunch of boring nerd stuff. But if they can come to an agreement, send it to the governor who's already said he's going to pass it. The fight is over. We're at the finish line. Get your act together, Texas legislature. Um, We're so damn close. Make it happen. And... Similar story in Louisiana. Yeah, yeah. Louisiana actually passed constitutional carry out of both chambers with veto-proof majorities. Veto-proof. Which is key because yeah. uh, Governor John Bell Edwards. Is that That's him? the boy. He has signaled he will veto constitutional carry. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Weak sauce. Definitely shooting blanks. Governor John Bell Edwards in Louisiana. Um, Louisiana. Yeah, so... If you're a if you're a pro gun patriot in Louisiana, or if you just want to have a little fun, shoot a phone call to Governor John Bell Edwards in Louisiana's office and tell him to stop being a weak sauce nerd and just go ahead and sign constitutional carry. It's what the people want. It's what the legislature passed. It's what the Constitution said a long time ago, but. We're not counting on him to do the right thing, so we also need to keep the pressure on the legislature to actually hold, stick to your guns, hold the line, pass constitutional carry. If you voted for it once, you should do it again. The veto-proof majorities can make it a thing, and hopefully when we're talking to you next week, we can say that Texas and Louisiana are states 21 and 22 with constitutional carry. We're getting damn close to half the country enjoying this beautiful thing we call freedom um and yeah moving on the atf we had some cool news now some stupid news tyler what's up over there at the atf so the atf uh under direction of now president joe biden sleepy joe sleepy joe they want to change the uh definition of what a firearm is to uh, further regulate homemade firearms, much like this one. This is a completed 80% lower with no serial number. Looks harmless to me, but I don't know. Maybe I should be scared having that sitting at the table. Yeah. Just waving that thing around willy-nilly. I'm sure we're all, all of our lives are in jeopardy. Yes, for I sure. Can, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, that's a piece of aluminum, but the way that the way that Sleepy Joe and the nerds at the ATF want it to be is that anyone who wants to take on the time-honored American tradition of home-crafting firearms, obviously you should have to stamp a number on it, beg the government for permission. You know, If it pleases the crown, may I build this 80% lower? Um, it's nonsense. It's them trying to get something done because Joe Biden's only weakness is doing stuff, and he's done right. absolutely nothing so far. You can't do anything. The gun control lobby is hollering at him, 
they gave him all kinds of money and all kinds of support to become president. He can't get nothing through the U.S. Senate, so he's resorting to stupid little tactics like this to punish law-abiding gun owners who like to build their own guns. And he knows he's losing, and this is an act of desperation from a weak old nerd. And keep in mind, people have been building these types of guns ever since America was even a country. Oh, yeah. People have been building their own guns at... It's, it's the ultimate defense against tyranny. And it's it's a time-honored tradition. Um, antique firearms don't have serial numbers for the most part, so are they ghost guns, or is that what we're supposed to be afraid of? And they, they like to throw, a lot, throw out a lot of, you know, fake statistics that say ghost guns are involved in X amount of crimes, but they don't weed out the the illegal guns that gangbangers and thugs buy and scrape off the serial numbers. So they're scapegoating American craftsmen and patriotic gun owners and home manufacturing guns to make it look like they're doing something. Um, we're going to fight them every step of the way. The rule has been announced by the ATF, but it's not, the comment period is not up online. So for the time being, you're probably asking yourself, what can I do since I can't comment on the ATF's website? Tyler, do you have something that people can do? Sign your petition. We're going to have a link down below. Down below. Down below. Petition. We will deliver them. We got our main man, the king of the hill, Hunter King, who's holding it down in Washington, D.C., who will deliver this to the ATF. We've done it before, and we'll do it again, and we will make sure that your voice is heard. We shut down the ATF's pistol brand and their pistol ban in December, and we will shut this one down as well. And so sign your petition. We'll let you know when the comment period is open, and we'll get you the link so you can send a direct message and give a piece of your mind to the anti-gun bureaucrats at the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms, which unfortunately is not yet a convenience store. It's still a government agency. But moving on, we've got a special guest coming up at the end of our bullet points. We move on talking about my home state of Colorado. I'm wearing my Don't California, my Colorado shirt for this special occasion where we bring on the executive director of Rocky Mountain Gun Owners, Mr. Taylor Rhodes. Taylor, welcome to the program, you barrel-chested freedom fighter. Appreciate you guys. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on the program, Taylor. That's an interesting accent you got there. Are you from Southern Colorado? I am not. So originally from uh, from East Tennessee. Well, originally from Virginia, but grew up in East Tennessee and picked up a little bit more Southern twang and, and South Mississippi, where where all my family's from. Awesome. So getting down to brass tacks here. Um, tell us about the gun control initiatives Colorado has put in place over the last decade and how effective they've been at preventing deranged individuals from committing heinous crimes oh my gosh where 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 could we start uh, i guess we should start in, back in 2013 when there was uh, literally an onslaught of anti-gun uh, bills rammed through the legislature the biggest one uh, that everyone around here knows uh, is the magazine capacity restrictions uh, that limits uh, limits law-abiding coloradans to 15 rounds or less uh, even in uh, rifles, handguns, uh, and even shotguns, as stupid as that sounds. Um, additionally, in 2019, they passed a red flag gun confiscation law that we vehemently opposed. And this year, we are in a, a huge fight. They've already passed two 
anti-gun bills, one that uh, essentially creates a gun registry uh, via lost and stolen firearms. So essentially you have to report that to the police if you have a, a lost or stolen firearm. Well, frankly, uh, I own a lot of guns. Uh, sometimes I'll leave them laying around and uh, and don't remember where I necessarily put them. And I find them a couple weeks well, later and I'm like, huh, good, good to know of, that's still around. Kind of sounds like a bill that's punishing the victims of a crime as well, wouldn't you say? So that's exactly what we argued. Um, and, and kind of the catch-22 of this is they also ran a bill that they that Governor Polis has signed into law that would require you uh, if, uh, to lock up your guns, essentially rendering them useless, if not in close proximity or in use. So essentially you could become a criminal uh, because we all know the NSA is watching us at all times. <laughs> Uh, you could become a criminal for simply getting up out of your bed in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, and you leave your gun in the nightside table. That's how stupid these laws are that they've passed. How, now, how how do they how do they uh, determine what's close proximity? See, that's that's another thing that we argued. Uh, but the but the really tough part about this bill is, and the bill sponsors uh, during their stakeholding process, they were they essentially came out and said, look. You know, are we going to have roaming squads going to house by house on this bill? Probably not. But we want to be able to criminally prosecute someone if they don't have their guns locked up, if they've been red flagged. So essentially they've taken a civil prosecution with red flag where you're getting your guns taken away. Well, guess what? If you don't have those guns locked up and you've been red flagged, now you're going to become a criminal. It's pretty sickening, man. Um yeah, you know, it sucks being here in Colorado and having to deal with this onslaught. We hope to see the light at the end of the tunnel. For the people watching, I'm wearing my Don't uh, California, my Colorado shirt, and that really seems like the way the state is going. Um, it seems like there aren't many good candidates even running in Colorado anymore. Um, how can pro-gun Coloradans change that? So pro-gun Coloradans need to rise up. Uh, people, excuse me. People remember back in 2013, there was a host of recalls. Uh, frankly, grassroots patriots were pissed off. And I think that's what we're going to see again. So what I didn't mention on the back, back end of that detailing all the bills that have passed, I haven't detailed what's already going through the legislature, which is arguably some of the most extreme legislation that has ever been put forth uh, in Colorado and, and, and across the country. I mean, really, we're becoming... California 2.0, as you mentioned before. And I think really with the amount of just really utter craziness on the gun issue and on other issues that people are, they are pissed and people are going to come out of the woodwork and I think are going to make some pretty good candidates uh, in an upcoming, upcoming election where I believe we have a pretty good shot of, of uh, at least maybe flipping the Senate um, due to redistricting. I hope so. Yeah. Um, last time I was in Denver, it was basically a cesspool outside of the Capitol. Describe what I would like you to describe what's what's like down there. Like, has it changed? And why is something like a safe storage bill more important to these politicians than being able to walk through a uh, park downtown without stepping on a used heroin needle? <laughs> Dude. So let me tell you, downtown Denver. So let me let me back up to, to the riots last year. So I live uh, about five blocks from the Capitol. I could stand on my balcony in downtown Denver and smell the tear gas that they were throwing into these protesters. 
it wow. was it was really the most surreal thing uh that i've ever witnessed of course i'm like camped out in my apartment nods on ready to rock and roll uh, in case hell breaks loose um but it it was crazy down here the homeless problem is is, is it's disgusting. Uh, heroin needles are, are your second concern to stepping on shit down here, honestly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sad to see that uh, a formerly pretty awesome state has gone that direction. I think that should be a, a warning to other states that are trending that direction. Um, don't become Colorado. And if you are in Colorado, like we are here, we got to get our act together and put a stop to this stuff. Um, the one thing that I've been hearing a lot of people talking about is this uh, preemption bill. Can you explain what's up with that? Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So this is so there's three bills being run right now. Well, I guess there's really four being run right now. Uh, one of them doesn't really do much, but other than uh, tack on to an existing law. But uh, this preemption bill is probably, in my opinion, one of the most extreme gun laws that Colorado has ever seen. So to explain what preemption is to those listening who may not know, preemption in Colorado was passed in 2003. And what that does is it restricts counties from enacting stricter gun laws than the state. Now, where that becomes interesting is when, uh, of course, Boulder had an assault weapons ban. It was struck down 10 days, I believe, before uh, this terrorist attack happened uh, up in Boulder, and of course this is their their rallying cry. But not only does this this bill allow cities and counties to essentially create an anti-gun roadmap that would be pretty much impossible to navigate without becoming a criminal, it 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 allows counties, cities, and even like your local fire department district or your water district or uh, your HOA any type of governing body to restrict your ability to carry concealed or open, even if you have a valid permit. Thus saying you could have a permit in the city of Denver, city or county of Denver, and Denver could then say, well, that's fine that you have a permit, but we're not going to allow you to carry in the city or county of Denver in any public area. So it, it essentially bypasses the shall issue status by saying, yeah, that's fine. We'll give you a permit. You have a permit all day long, but you're not allowed to carry here and use that permit. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you can obviously see how bad that can get and how quickly. Um, for people in Colorado and even across the country, you know, we have uh, folks across the country were jumping on board to fight to pass constitutional carry in Texas. What can people in Colorado and nationwide do to stop this legislation that's being proposed in Denver? So I hope you will uh, add a petition on on your on your link uh, that allow we'll do um, RMGO members or supporters to, to to reach out and contact their lawmakers. In the next couple of weeks, I'll actually be hand delivering those down to the Capitol, uh, which nice. will be uh, we're hoping to have about fifty thousand uh, petitions, maybe more, that we're dropping off during red during the big red flag fight. I think we dropped off close uh, to thirty, uh, but really. Uh, this, in my opinion, this bill is even even more extreme than the, than the red flag bill. I mean, because they're literally restricting your right to carry, um, even with going through the crazy permit system that we have here. Yeah. Right, um, Taylor. What one one more? Well, we got a couple more questions, but uh, 
If if people want to join in on the fight, where can they where can they find Rocky Mountain Gun Owners? Yeah, so our, our website is www.rmgo.org. And if you want to join, and I encourage everyone listening to do so, just click in the top right corner, join. Uh, for 30 bucks a year, uh, you can be a dues-paying member and, and join and join us in the fight uh, down, in, down in Denver at the state capitol. And trust me, we need every pro-gun American, pro-gun Colorado, and pro-gun Patriot, wherever you're living, uh, to be in on, on this fight. Absolutely, man. Uh, we hope everyone takes your advice and follows those links and joins Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. Um, lastly, before we let you go, I just want to ask a deeply personal question. Uh, what you packing these days? What's inside your waistband, Taylor Rhodes? <laughs> well, of course, in in, uh, in in the Capitol, they won't let me carry because they're communists. And they when I when I go <laughs> and, and try to check my gun at the Capitol door, they look at me like I have nine heads. But I do that anyway, just to just to have some fun with them. But these days, I am I am between two guns. Uh, my my really my preferred carry is a Glock 43X. That is my go-to uh, concealed carry gun. It's a I'm a big guy, but it's it's small enough gun that I can throw up my waistband and kind of forget it's there. Uh, the second gun that I I'd say is my go-to and what I'm carrying because I do pretty much have it everywhere that I go is a 300 blackout AR pistol. And that pretty much comes with me. If I'm on the road, which I'm, I put a lot of miles on my car. Um, if I'm on the road, that little pistol is coming with me wherever I go. Uh, it's a little recce nine. It's, it's super badass. Heck yeah, man. I think both of those are, uh, our viewers will agree are awesome options to have. Um, our viewers probably saw me laughing when you were talking about being a bigger fella. Uh, Witsky and I are both 6'3", and we, we're dwarfed next to Taylor. The joke around the Capitol is that your nickname over there is Tiny. Uh, <laughs> and I, and, I, and I'm, I'm glad to have you fighting on our side, you know, putting the hurt on those politicians down there in Denver. And, you know, I got a good feeling that we can actually beat this thing if, if the pro-gun bullies out there actually get to work. So thank you for coming on the podcast today taylor we hope to have you on again sometime and keep fighting the good fight my friend absolutely thank you guys for everything you do as well you bet see you buddy see ya. great stuff thank you taylor rhodes for joining the tap rack bang podcast today this concludes the bullet point section of the show now moving on to some more fun stuff we go back inside the waistband. We've been inside Tyler's waistband, and we've been inside my waistband. Let's go inside both of our waistbands today. Get excited. Get excited, folks. We have a commonality in our battery of concealed carry pistols. Looks like we got a couple of M&P shields, Tyler. Tell me about them. Yeah, so... This one is mine. That one's yours. Yeah. They are both first generation MP shields. Old school. Nine millimeters. Safety always off. Always off. <laughs> um, I don't have anything bad to say about these guns other than the capacity, which Smith and Wesson just fixed early the, earlier this year. Yeah. But even then, they're they're a pretty viable self defense option. I know we talked about Taylor's Glock forty three earlier. Mm-hmm. These actually hold one more round, one more than his Glock 43. So, 
um, that they're, they're definitely viable. Always keep a spare mag on you. If, mm. if, if you're carrying one of these, you're going to need it if you get in a gunfight. But, uh, as you can see, Frazier, let's talk about yours. Yeah. Mine's bare bones. I bought it. Shoot. I want to say in like 2014, when they first came out, I was all excited about it. I got my concealed handgun permit here in Colorado and amongst the you know, full list of communist gun control measures that Colorado currently lives under. The one thing we do right is we have campus carry. And I was, you know, just out of the Marine Corps going to college under my GI bill. And I want, you know, I was at that point in time, I was very nervous about printing and anything like that. And I found out that an American made striker fired pistol was ultra thin and reliable it seemed like everything i ever wanted in a pistol and i bought it right when they were brand new and i still carry it to this day i love it um the trigger's not the best in the world but if you shoot it enough i think you can get used to it i know you've got a little more upgrades on yours than mine including the trigger uh what have you done to yours right so my shield was the first handgun I bought. It was actually the second thing I bought when I turned 21. Wow. Believe it or not, the first thing was not alcohol. It was my <laughs> concealed carry permit. Which Good man. It's all right. It, if I were to do that now in Iowa, I wouldn't have to apply for it. You wouldn't have to. A little bit of freedom. Right. Good old-fashioned freedom as yep. people Constitutional carry. Yeah. Yep. But Iowa. you bet. So, so this, you got a couple... We'll set a sights on there. Right. So I got some Ameriglow dot sights. Basically is a U-notch in the rear with a vial of tritium right underneath. So the front sight also has tritium. So basically all you need to do is dot the eye, line up the two dots. There you go. Um, it does have a full apex trigger upgrade in it. Um, we talk, We just talked about how the, the triggers in these shields are pretty pretty crappy. And uh, this just helps it. It's a little, little smoother, a little less sandpapery. I, I like to mm-hmm. compare I call it, it crunchy. Thing. Yeah, crunchy. I think it's the Captain Crunch of of striker fire triggers. Right. You can get used to it. Right, and just a plus one magazine plate, base plate. Um, just one more round when you need it. Yeah, I think we both love our shields and yep. don't regret buying them. They're a staple around the office here at NAGR. A lot of people have them. That being said, here we are sitting in 2021, the world of the high capacity ultra compacts. Yep. Is the Gen 1 Smith & Wesson M&P shield still relevant? I think not. I think especially since SIG has come out with the P365, Springfield with the Hellcat, and the smith and wesson coming out with their new upgraded shield, shield plus that holds many more rounds mm. i think these guns are obsolete but they, they make a darn 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 nice item in your collection yeah i would say re- not obsolete but not relevant anymore if anyone out there has a gen 1 m&p shield and you love it and you carry it god bless you keep carrying it i'm gonna keep carrying mine but if you're looking for a slim, super compact carry piece and nine millimeter striker fire and all the good stuff, I don't know why you would want to have the limited capacity of that, you know, what, seven plus one. Yeah, seven plus one. Yeah. And it also comes with an extended magazine that's eight plus one. When 
you have guns the exact same size with all the same features that are pushing Glock 19 numbers. I think that like 13 plus one is what most of these ones have. Right. Um, so it's it's sad for me to say because this has been my my little bestie for a whole whole lot of years. But I love you, MNP Shield. I'm going to keep carrying you. But I think a, a Shield Plus is probably in my future well just said. for the ex, extra capacity. But we love you. Give you. They love each other. Oh, touch That's tips. beautiful. That's beautiful. That's <laughs> magical. I'm going to keep carrying them. Um, moving on, yeah. hopping out of my waistband, hopping out of Tyler's waistband. Time for shooting blanks. Let's look at the internet. What's going on in the internet today? Tyler, you want to take the first one? Moms demand action. Uh-oh. What kind of action they demanding? Um, That's interesting. It's Can a little misleading of a title, you know? Yeah. All right, so... <laughs> This one, I didn't know Senator Blumenthal was actually a mom, but apparently he is. I'm missing his eyebrows. Mm, yeah. Can we put out an <laughs> APV on Blumenthal's eyebrows? I don't know. He's starting the grill or something and got a little kickback. But uh, at any rate, at this rate, ghost guns will make a mockery of all other common sense gun safety steps. They will render meaningless background checks and all other common sense regulations that now apply to make America safer. I think, Tyler, when you hear the word common sense being dropped so many times from a perennial gun grabber, we should all be afraid because I don't want them to dictate what common sense is when they lack any common sense. Yeah, I 110% agree. Um, background checks are meaningless anyway. It's basically a gun registry and we all know gun registration is the first step towards outright confiscation we see it time and time again in history and america could be heading down that road if you do not take a stand right now yeah i think that's what blumenthal's all about um yeah like i said whenever you hear these nerds dropping common sense and compromise and anything like that you should be damn scared because they're about to lay on some tyrannical gun control nonsense on you. We talked about it earlier. So-called ghost guns are homemade guns and they're antique guns. It's craftsmen and collectors that they're trying to punish. It's not thugs. It's not terrorists. It's not the people that are dangerous. It's a scapegoat. It's one little chip away at our second amendment rights that we all need to be against. Yep. Yeah. So grow some eyebrows and some gonads, Senator Blumenthal. Moving on, you're shooting blanks. Boyarski. Boyarski. Chef Boyarski. <laughs> Chef. Hey, I didn't know ghost guns is a hashtag now. That's pretty wild. Um, yeah. Okay, so a hashtag ghost gun is a direct homicidal attempt at avoiding any record of gun purchase and in no other place in the world world would this sort of madness be tolerated Ooh, this sounds, that's that's scary words don't, tyler don't terrorists in the middle east just make homemade firearms everyone makes homemade firearms yeah. but here in america we got a little thing called the second amendment you can build your own guns you don't gotta beg the government for permission we're not sheep i don't want to be like the rest of the world because this is america and everyone else we're better than you if you want to be not in america you can assume the position in Chef Boyarski's little profile pic there because I think that's exactly where you need to be if you're believing this kind of nonsense. Preach it. 
mm, preach it. <laughs> yeah, so so hop down, assume the position, and move to Canada if that's how you feel. Please. Boyarski shooting blanks. All right. Ooh, not shooting blanks. We got we got some fans, Tyler. Yeah. This is the this is the Tap Rack Bang fan club all up in here. Um couple couple folks in here. We had uh we had shooting blanks before. I think these people aren't shooting blanks at all. I think they're they're packing magnums. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah. You know, it's it's nice to get a word of encouragement and uh makes a, makes us want to become better at what we're doing and keep yeah. this podcast rolling. A pro gun bully tip of the hat and a salute to Gregory and CL and other Gregory, two Gregories. Wow. Two Gregories don't make it right. <laughs> All righty. More encouragement. Anthony, C, and Brandon, we love you guys too. Keep tuning in. Share it with your friends. You guys rock. You guys are packing magnums. These guys are packing magnums. They're not shooting blanks. Uh-oh. Yeah, and we're no flipping the magnums. tables again. Yeah, shooting blanks again. Shannon Watts. That's okay. Shannon Watts. Shannon Watts. You want to read this one, Tyler? Yeah. So in Montana, lawmakers, I'm quoting Shannon Watts here. <laughs> lawmakers are trying to allow anyone, anyone to carry a hidden loaded Not handgun yet. without a permit or background check, <gasps> even on college campuses. Allowing handguns on campus is dangerous for students and faculty and could cost millions in added security millions Oof. shannon i think you're shooting blanks um i carried her day when i was going to college and i didn't cost anyone millions of dollars nope. uh, no one was at danger in fact i feel like i was an asset and i i would like my college that i attended to go ahead and cut me a check for the added security benefits they had from a veteran united states marine lawfully carrying a concealed firearm in defense of the students around me um you know you can send you can send my checks my way i'll gladly accept them shannon watts shooting blanks um yeah tyler what do you got for this one yeah, I mean, it's our Second Amendment rights to carry, Amendment. carry a handgun, whether it's hidden or hidden. not. Hidden is scary. Hidden is scary. Mm, scary. Without a permit or background check. Without begging the government for permission, even on college Second, campuses. Second Amendment is my permit. Yeah, Second Amendment is my permit. Shannon Watts, um, you can go keep crying, and uh, the same place to find sympathy that we directed um liz cheney i advise you to look for your sympathy in that same location keep shooting blanks but montana doesn't matter what you say shannon because montana's got themselves some good old-fashioned pro-gun american constitutional carry can we call her karen Ooh, karen watts karen watts, karen watts. i i think that's an acceptable. I think that's fitting. I think that fits. Yeah. Karen Watts shooting blanks. You're done. You're done. And You're done. And this podcast is done. We had a great time, folks. Yep. Talk to our homeboy, Tiny Taylor Rhodes from Rocky Mountain Gun Owners. Um, remember, leave a comment below. Tombstone or the good, the bad, and the ugly. Tombstone. What's the ultimate gun guy western? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Once again, <clears throat> 
the tactical tackle and myself are in disagreement, but I know that the pro-gun bullies out there will have my back yet again. As always, I'm your faithful host, Ryan Frazier. Tyler, tell them the things to do. All right. If you want to become a member or just even check out our website, please visit nationalgunrights.org. Mm. If you would like to get involved with our foundation, get involved. Who deals with legal battles, um, visit gunrightsfoundation.org. Do it. If you would like to become a frontline defender and defend the Second Amendment every day, per day, you can go to nagrfld.org. .org. If you'd like to help out the podcast, help keep us afloat, mm-hmm. please go to nagr. That is nagr.link slash trb3. Three. That does it. Thank like, you so subscribe. much. Subscribe. Share it with your friends. Build the movement. Pro-gun bullies out there, I know you hear me. Join the fight. Watch the show. Share, like, subscribe. We love you. Keep on keeping on. Check us out. Check us out on Spotify, Podbean, Podbean. Stitcher, Stitcher, YouTube, Instagram, all the things. We're there. We're there. Do it. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers.